right, welcome back to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. Um, The last week's podcast was a little bit long, so today I'm just going to dive right in. Please do like, subscribe, leave us um, a review. That would be awesome. Um, And let's just dive right into it, okay? So today we're answering the question, how to start a calorie deficit. Um very fun question. It's the question that everybody asks, um, the answer that everybody wants to know. So, um, basically this podcast is free training. Um, and I love that. I tell Kyle all the time. I really struggle. Kyle's my husband, by the way, I I really struggle with, um, not, uh, giving free training all the time. Yeah. If you're interested in coaching, I do virtual coaching. I'm also going to be located in Raleigh. Um, so if you want coaching in Raleigh, I do one-on-one, uh, personal training sessions. I'll do group sessions. If you want to get a group together, um, for the remote training will look like giving you, uh, I have a cookbook. I have an at-home workout guide for eight weeks. Um, I also will give you one-on-one, like you text me if you have questions, concerns, that sort of thing. I will write you a food plan, um, like a food program, meal plans. Um, I will also write you, um, a workout schedule for you if you want that too. Um, my pricing varies on the needs of my clients. So everyone's quote is going to be different. So if you would like a quote too, you can message me as well. Um, and I will give you a free consultation. All right. Or you can just tune in for all the free content here. Um, and if you have any questions, I will still answer them for free. Um, so let's dive right in. Like I said, um, I think the easiest place to start with, uh, how do I begin right with a calorie deficit is starting with your goal. Cause everybody has a predis- predisposed goal going into weight loss, um, which is amazing and fantastic. There's not an issue with that. Um, let's set with your goal and let's evaluate your goal. Um, sometimes people have really, really ambitious goals. Um, and that's why I always recommend like starting at your baseline first, figuring out your caloric maintenance and can you maintain instead of the gaining of the weight or the losing of the weight. Um, and two, making sure that your goal is, um, not unreasonable, um, or too like out there ambitious, um, where you're going to set yourself up for failure from the get-go, which is not what we want, right? Because sustainable weight loss, if you fail at it time and time and time and time again, then it's probably not sustainable because you're failing, so you can't sustain it. Um, how do you do that? How do you find a goal that works best for you? Honestly, I don't know, because that is between you and yourself and your coach. Um, how I coach people through that is I listen, um, I listen to their timeline. I listen to their expectations. Um, and I listen to just, I can normally tell, like if someone says, I want to lose a hundred pounds or I want to lose 50 pounds. Um, um, I usually start by saying, let's focus on the first 10 pounds and then we'll focus on the next 20. Um, and then we'll get to the next 30, right? So taking it a little bit of increments at a time, um, or for example, someone like me, um, I used to have this goal and idea in my head. I was like, I need to be 140 pounds. I have to be. And I was like, 
mm, where did I get that number from in my head? I asked myself that and I got that from the internet because I was like 140 pounds, that's my health. Like that's, that's what's a healthy weight for my age, for my height. Um, and that's just not accurate. It's not true. Um, just cause I have way more, uh, muscle mass now than before ever before. And I actually, I'm not my heaviest I've ever been. Um, but I weigh more than I did at like my leanest, um, but I have way more muscle and more energy and I lift much more now, even though I'm eating, um, probably just as much as it was when I was at my leanest, I just changed my diet, um, and what I do, like I eat a lot more protein, um, and I eat a lot more carbs and fat comes here and there. I'm not a big I don't choose fat a lot in my diet. So incorporating things like fish oil and, um, things like that. So how do you pick like how many calories you want to eat? Right. So, um, Jordan science calorie calculator is quite helpful. Um, I will say, I love you, Jordan. Um, but if your goal is wrong, then the calorie calculator is not going to help you. Um, so like if your goal, if you're like me, say like, um, I, you had that goal of 140 pounds in your head, but right now you're 400 or sorry, 400 pounds. My goodness. If right now you're 200 pounds and you type in, you know, I want to be 140. And, um, so I'm going to multiply 140 by 12. And I think it's something like around 1600 calories. Um, and you immediately go for that. You're going to be really upset and disappointed because you're going to be way hungry. Um, so he talks about this a little bit, tapering down, um, the calories, not starting out with that 140, uh, weight goal, um, and saying, okay, let's focus on the first 20 pounds, right? So, um, then I'm going to multiply it by 180 instead. Um, and then once I reach, you know, my 180, then I can reevaluate and go back into that. So uh, the difficult thing to accept with weight loss for most people is that you're not just going to lose your weight, um, and then go back to eating the way that you were eating before. Um, you are always, whatever you're doing right now is what you're going to have to do for the rest of your life to maintain the weight that you're at. Um, unless you want to like gain more muscle or something like that. So that's something to keep in, in mind. If you can't, sustain what you're doing right now. That's a huge red flag. And that's when you need to say like, Hey coach, I really like, I couldn't imagine my life doing this for the next five years. Then that's a problem. Um, and that needs to be addressed um, if that's your goal, right? If you have a different goal, like say I have an athlete and they need to meet a weight requirement. Um, and we're going to put them on a diet for, you know, six to eight weeks. Okay, then they're done after their competition or whatever. We can go back to something else. Um, that's a very different story. So that's how you calculate how many calories you should be eating um, in a goal-oriented sense. But say you're, for example, like me right now, I don't really have a weight loss goal. Um, so how many calories do I eat? Well, I base my calorie intake off of my activity level for the day. Um, 
and how I'm feeling. I've really, over the years, become quite aware of how hungry I am uh, in reality based off of I know how much food I've eaten. So like, for example, yesterday I had pizza for dinner. I'm not as hungry today because I ate in a caloric surplus yesterday. I know for a fact that I did because I had two slices of pizza and breadsticks. And by the way, I feel like junk. So if I sound like junk, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I never eat pizza anymore, not because of the caloric um, quantity, but because gluten really messes me up um, in an inflammatory way. Um, So that's not fun. But um, basically, I just am very in tune. I know for a fact what calories I'm consuming pretty much regularly on a daily basis. So like today I did a major gym session of squats, um, huge lower body uh, workout because I was in a caloric surplus and I was like, yo, I'm feeling like I got energy for days. I got carb load to the max. My glycogen stores are uploaded. Um, So let's burn it. Let's use it up. And so that's what I did. And I'm not really hungry. I had breakfast. I'm still not really hungry. Um, I'm dehydrated to heck and I have a mild headache, but I'm probably going to have a little snack, maybe a little dinner and then go to bed. And I'm just, my, what I'm doing is prioritizing protein and going off of how my training sessions result. So if I can go up and wait um, and feel good about it, um, on my training sessions. And, um, then that is a plus to me. If I'm feeling like really doomy gloomy and like, I can't work out hard, um, and go up in weight, then I'm probably not eating enough. Um, and I say I'm probably not eating enough because I am, uh, at a very different point in life. I'm not at a point where I'm trying to lose weight. Um, I'm trying to do what's called body recomposition, which is where I'm gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time. Um, so it's basically where you're kind of eating at more like a maintenance, um, with higher protein, um, because I'm going to be gaining muscle from my overloaded workouts, but because I'm gaining that muscle, that muscle is going to burn my fat stores. Um, so I'm going to stay the same size, but gain some serious muscle and my creatine supplements. All right. So the next thing is kind of what I started to talk about is testing things out and seeing how you feel, um, by journaling and people, man, my clients, they hate to freaking journal. Um, I don't know why people hate journaling. I mean, I hated it too when I did it. Um, but I hated it because it made me aware of what I was eating and I didn't want to face myself and I didn't want to face, um, the reality that I was overeating. Um, and I really wanted to believe that I I was eating 1500 calories. There's no way, but in reality, I was eating around like 3000 calories, which is insanity that you're thinking you're eating half the amount. And and let me tell you, that is generally what happens. It, it's usually double the, they, like when my client's like, yeah, I ate 900 calories today. No, you didn't. I'm sorry. You're not like, there's no way because you would see results. If you were eating 900 calories a day, you would be really, really hungry, really, really tired and really, really upset. Um, 
And so there's just no way. I'm sorry. And then they're like, and I said, well, show me your food journal. And they're like, well, I I haven't been journaling um, in like four days. Okay. So then how do you know what you're eating? (sighs) Well, okay. Well, that's okay. But like, let's journal today and just see how it goes. And then they're like, oh my good Lord. I didn't realize I was putting three tablespoons of olive oil on my sweet potatoes in the oven. Yes, ma'am. Those calories count. That's what like a tablespoon of olive oil is. I think 120 calories. Ooh, that'll do you in sis. That's your deficit right there. Get the little Pam spray. That's my recommendation. It's the same. Just go, it control. It still counts. There's still a few calories in there, probably like 10 to 20, but, um, depending on how much you spray, but you'll use a lot less with the spray. And I think it works better because it's an even distribution of coating on there, or you can get the spray where you use the olive oil that you have. And it's like a spray bottle that's pressurized. It's really, really cool. Um, why I like to emphasize with my clients, um, how you feel is because I don't want you to count calories forever. That's not my intention. That's not my goal. Counting calories is really important because it lets you know what your eating patterns are like and what you are eating. Um, it, it makes you aware so that you can say, Hmm, wow, that's what a serving of oats looks like. Instead of doing two and a half servings of oats, like I usually do, I'm going to do a you know, one and a half servings of oats and I'm going to load it up with berries because that's much more satiating than the other. Or I'm going to put some egg whites in my oats so that it has more protein content um, compared to the two and a half servings of oats so that my macronutrients are much better um, equipping me for the day to feel fuller for longer. Um, Because oats, I'm anti-oats, just by the way. (laughs) all you influencers out there if you want to sign up for my program you will not be eating oats you can if you would like to but oats uh you're gonna hate me but they're inflammatory uh for the most part um (laughs) like majorly inflammatory so usually you feel quite bloated it's not that you feel full after eating oats you're bloated um and then they're gonna spike your insulin levels because it is going to be turned into your glycogen store because it is so high in carbs with nobody really puts protein in there unless they do put their protein powder but for the protein to carb ratio it's not really beneficial um and you're gonna be like super hangry in like two hours maybe less probably less um, but yeah, when I used to eat oats every day, cause I was like, Oh, the influencer thing, I'm going to eat these beautiful oats every day. I felt like crap, felt like crap, gluten-free oats, steel cut oats, regular ass oats felt like crap. Um, much better things to eat are eggs. Um, love eggs, egg whites, um, that sort of thing. Okay. So what are some signs of your caloric deficit to know be like how do i know i'm doing all these things i'm journaling i'm pretty sure i'm eating this certain amount of calories for the day i'm pretty sure i'm burning this certain amount of calories for the day um but how do i know what does it look like well it's uncomfortable I'll tell you that um, it's uncomfortable at times to lose weight um, because you're changing your life. Um, and so it doesn't feel fun all the time. Um, 
because of those really big life changes. So a really good way to know that you're losing fat or weight is that your clothes are fitting better in the sense that they're looser. They're not as tight. Um, you're, if you take measurements, um, sometimes coaches, sometimes I require measurement taking and sometimes I don't just depending on the client and their goals. But if you take measurements, your measurements are going down. The scale has changed. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily, but maybe the scale has gone down that wouldn't be my primary uh, use of knowing if you're in a caloric deficit or not. Um, something else that is so fun is you're maybe cold. Um, so like, I know when I'm in a deficit, I know I'm in a deficit because I'm like, oh my goodness, I need socks. My feet are cold. My feet are cold and my fingies are turning a little bit purple. Um, and some people think that that's a red flag, um, but it's actually just a great sign that you're on the right track and you've probably been in a deficit for a few days. And so it's like, oh, okay, I'm really, do I'm really crushing this. Um, what's another thing? Oh, you actually experience hunger. So I didn't experience hunger for like five years at one point, just to being like a competitive athlete, you're just constantly fueling yourself. So you're not like experiencing hunger in reality. Um, and you're like, oh, oh my goodness. I'm like hungry. Like you'll shock yourself. You'll be super surprised. You'll be like, what is this? What is this feeling of like, oh, I need, I'm, I need to eat something. I'm like hungry. Um, Cause most people who are eating in a caloric surplus never feel hungry because they're eating way more than their body needs to cue them to eat um there are a lot other more things feeling less bloated um sometimes you'll have i've some people have experienced this some people don't i experience this um my husband does not um having restlessness at night um it's there's a lot of scientific jargon of why people who are losing weight feel like they can't really sleep um when they try to sleep that just happens it goes away um after a little bit it's just kind of in the beginning if you've never been in a caloric deficit your body's like "Ah." um and it'll it'll go away um but you'll also have like a spike in energy you'll be like wow this like newfound renewed energy spiking uh, mainly because you're going to be eating cleaner um, better food that has better micro and macronutrients for yourself Um, but because your body's using those fat stores your body's burning those awesome energy fast fat stores and so you're feeling fabulous Um, that's a great way. Headaches cleared, fogginess. Um, some people experience fogginess or they experience clarity. Um, just depends on who you are. So if you notice a change in one way or the other, um, that's good too. Um, and then as time goes on, you'll start to see muscle toning definition. Um, you'll start to actually like have shape in your muscles, um, and that sort of thing. Even if you're not doing extreme strength training, you're going to start to see, um, some muscle definition purely based on the fact that that layer of fat that's on top of, uh, sitting under the skin is going down. So, uh, another question that I really get 
asked, which is a difficult question to answer because it's so um, individual based, is consistency. So like for how long? How? So two things. First of all, you need to be consistent with the calorie deficit or it's not going to work. You can't just be in a deficit for a weekend and expect that, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Woohoo. Nope. Um, you need to be consistent about 80% consistent. So that's maybe five days off a week. And what those days off should look like, um, is not a binge is not a cheat day, nothing like that. It's just the day where you, maybe you sit by the pool, you rest, you don't focus. You're not working on like, Oh, I got to get my steps in, or I got to go to the gym or I got a meal prep. You just take a break, relax, do something fun. Um, maybe it's a birthday, maybe it's a holiday, whatever it is, just enjoy the day and don't worry about your journaling or anything like that. And just stress free, no worries, carefree, just have a day off, um, where you reward yourself with something fun. So maybe do like an activity, like I said, go to the pool or go on a hike or something just like, Oh, out of the norm, like refreshes my soul so that I can get back on the horse tomorrow. Um, but yeah, consistency for how long, how long do I need to be in a calorie deficit? Well, my first recommendation would be until the goal is met. So say you want to lose 10 pounds, be in a deficit until the goal is met and then reevaluate yourself, your calories, your, um, macronutrients, your, um, your new goal, um, maybe you need a rest. And I was listening to this podcast called, um, how to be a personal trainer with Jordan Syatt. Um, and they were talking about how naturally people will take a rest from a, uh, a calorie deficit diet because vacations occur, holidays occur, um, and those sorts of things like, you're not going to be in a diet, a deficit all the time, especially like you plan the beach vacation. You're going to be off for a week. You're not going to be in a deficit that week. And that's perfectly fine. You're taking a break from that. And then you're going to reevaluate when you get back. Amazing. Um, some people need an emotional break if they're having a difficult time, um, managing like life stress. So like, for example, if someone's moving, if they have a new job, um, allowing like a week or two of time off of a diet where you're not really focusing on your diet, you're still implementing like eating healthy, healthier options, um, and not like fast food all the time. Um, but you're not primarily focused on being in a diet, um, or like a deficit and you're just focused on your big life event. Maybe you're, you know, your wife's having a baby or you're having a baby or whatever it may be, or your sister is having a baby, you know, life happens. And that's my, my other tidbit that I tell my clients is be consistent with the life that you can control, right? Like your day to day. Um, and just let, the other 20% happen because it's going to happen. There's going to be a wedding, right? Your, your friends are going to get married. You know, your friends are going to have a bridal shower, a baby shower. There's going to be a birthday. There's going to be a bachelorette party, or, um, there's going to be a holiday. There's going to be a beach vacation. Life happens and it happens pretty naturally and frequently that we, um, come and surround ourselves with food and comfort and alcohol and friends and family and dessert. Um, and so let those joyous times, uh, occur and 
do them stress-free so that and care-free um and the only way really that you'll be able to do that care-free and still have your goals be consistently managed is by being 80 percent consistent with your diet um and then that other 20 percent, you just don't have to give a flying flip about you're not binging in the 20 percent um or starving in the 20 percent but you're just like all right let's just go have a great time and i'm just not even going to worry about anything else um if you can get to that point with a calorie deficit, you've won. Um, and it happens. Like there's an, uh, like a aha moment of, oh my gosh, I'm free. I can just relax, enjoy. I don't have to worry about anything else. And then like tomorrow, just get back on it. Um, and it does happen. Um, Because at first, like a calorie deficit diet, any diet seems overwhelming and stressful um, and a lot of energy and effort. And then once you get those changed habits down, um, you're free and you feel really relaxed and good um, about it. So my, the last thing I'm going to hit on here is, all right, Alexis, I've heard everything that you've said. Um, and I really don't think I'm ready for a calorie deficit. I really don't think I'm ready for a diet. I don't even think I'm ready to like think about caloric maintenance. I'm just not ready for any of this. Perfectly fine. Here's my recommendation. Um, it's what like some people have used it before, but I've changed it into my own thing with my clients. It's called a three, two, one. Okay. You're going to have three meals a day two snacks and one fun thing. So like for some people, that's like a fun coffee that isn't a thousand calorie frappe from Starbucks, um, but just like a regular like coffee with cream and whipped cream on top or something that's like 250 calories. Um, Or like a dessert item um, or like a fun snack, something that makes you happy. They're like, ooh, my favorite thing, like Cheez-Its right now are my jam. I have that every day because I'm like, woohoo, my Cheez-Its, okay? And then the main primary things you're going to focus on within that three, two, one are um, really four things. I was going to say three things, but four things. Water intake, so you're going to not drink your calories, but drink your water. Sleep, get really good sleep, get really good rest. Um, Movement. So instead of focusing on working out, just get your overall movement up. Take a 30-minute walk um, every day with a podcast or something that can help um, be positively reinforcing to the walk. Um, Shoot, I had a fourth thing. Protein. That's the fourth thing. Um, Is focus primarily on protein because you're going to feel fuller for longer. Um, and figure out what protein you like and start there. And if you can start there and do that for eight weeks, I think you'll actually be super shocked um, at what you'll find. And so those three meals are not like three Chipotle's, three meals that fit on one plate. Um, and then two snacks that fit in your palm of your hand um, and one dessert that is the size of the palm of your hand. Okay, um, a g- good like, 
two way to tell like protein size is make like a fist um, i have massive hands so it's not very helpful for me to make a fist um, that would probably be around six or seven ounces of meat um, or protein but you want to be in like the four ounce four to six ounce range um i'm like probably two-thirds that would be the size for my hand but usually your hand is a good general rule of thumb to measure things um so the next episode that we are going to uh talk about is what do i eat what do i eat on my calorie deficit diet i don't want to eat vegetables and chicken and rice i don't want to eat that every day that's what my husband sounds like okay (laughs) he cannot eat the same thing every day he hates eating the same thing every day and so props to him i have to get very creative with my cooking and because of that i've been able to create a really amazing cookbook um, of awesome recipes that i will talk about on the podcast um, next week um, about what you can eat and what you can eat to like enjoy yourself um to feel better those sorts of things um good little tips and tricks and replacements and things like that and just know like you don't have to have a boring diet to be on a deficit Um, You can eat the things that you love and still be in a deficit. You can eat pizza and still be in a deficit. Bagels, deficit, whatever you want. Cheese, deficit. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about that. But for me, my biggest thing is I can eat like a dog. What do you feed a purebred dog? You feed them the same thing every single day. Um, I hate that, but I also like it's the truth. What do you feed an athlete every single day the same exact thing uh with the same nutrients every single day um i can eat the same thing over and over and over and over and have a blast so unfortunately i'm one of those people but you're very very lucky because my husband is not i think we don't eat the same thing once in like three months um, that's our rotation. So I have to come up with new recipe, like 30 new recipes every three months, pretty much to rotate out. <laughs> so, uh, tune in for that next week. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I'm sorry if I've been a little bit tired, we are moving and relocating. Um, but don't worry, I'm still going to be super dedicated to the podcast and I can't wait for all that is to come. Have a great weekend. Bye guys.